Good evening, folks, and welcome back to the Fan Batch. I'm Andy, and again, I'm joined by my band of brothers. We got Mr. Wes R. Scott. Hello, sir. Hank McLaughlin. What's going on, Cal? What is going on, fellows? I feel like for the for the few people that are watching uh, already, we just did this, didn't we? Um, <laughs> thank you for choosing us. I know the Super Bowl over the on. Super Bowl. Uh, the yeah. Super Bowl is maybe where were you three hours ago? Same time, <laughs> maybe. Well, doesn't it start at like seven thirty? Like seven thirty Eastern or something. Seven thirty yeah. your time. Yeah. 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 Doesn't mean we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl, but uh, later this week we're probably going to talk about a lot of the, uh, the commercials, the prime advertising that comes out of it. I only get into the Super Bowl when the Blue Jays are playing. Yeah, them guys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is uh, the fan batch. Uh, we're back. Um, if you didn't catch us earlier today, we covered episode seven, the Clone Conspiracy. But it was a double episode drop this week, so we are back to uh, cover episode uh, eight, uh, Truth truth and Consequences. Andy, this one's yours. Yeah, yeah, I got this one. Uh, This one kicked me right in the feels. Oh, man. Uh, I went and rewatched it this afternoon while I was kind of half napping, and I kind of like, yeah, I get it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You guys have any opening thoughts regarding this particular half of the arc? I, I can't wait to talk about all the stuff I nearly talked about in the last episode. We opened with, can you separate the two? And we we're all like, oh, yeah, easy. And yeah, I was no, like, oh, but then, much. okay, wait. Oh, but, uh, okay, wait. Here we are. I'm yes, excited. we are. There, I think it's more about the repercussions, really. I mean, there are things I want to talk about. But it, again, it comes sort of to the, the end of the episode. Especially, I almost... This week, I actually almost went back to our, our season one fan batch episodes to look for. There's a moment where I I said, "Hey, if anybody has a reason to do this thing, this particular character does." True. And now here we are, full yeah. circle moment. Uh, yeah. Last episode felt a lot like a Clone Wars episode because we were like sans batch the whole time. Yeah, no bad batch. So like yeah. we're we're kind of back in the swing of things and getting the other perspective this time. I liked the scope of this episode. I like that we got to see uh, there's a cool moment uh, that we've never seen uh, before. I thought that's, that's very cool um, without spoiling it. (laughs) Fair enough. Hey, is it, uh, is that that time again? Yeah, what? It's probably that time. Don't forget to mic it up. Well, I guess I should. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's live in studio right now. That's right. Oh, bad star Wars jokes where is that guy always hiding <laughs> i think he's behind you so uh question what was general grievous's favorite band hmm. what was general grievous's favorite band it wasn't uh um, Next the, modal, the modal nodes was it no it, it was weezer <laughs> that actually that was a legit laugh okay wait wait i don't have a oh. sound for good star wars jokes I have one for bad. <laughs> well i got one more for you since we're a double shot i got a second oh, okay right. let's, right. let's have like, it let's have it does r2d2 have any brothers does r2d2 have any brothers well i mean empirically yes perhaps i don't know but technically no he only has transistors Oh, 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 yeah, topical. Oh, wow, topical. I like it. Wow, edgy. Maybe a lightsaber. <laughs> All in the name of comedy, there. folks. All in the name of comedy. It's great. But this has been another installment of, well, you know, bad Star Wars jokes.
I wonder if we can get that guy to do some other stuff for us. Probably. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, shall we dive in? I- I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's it. it. Oh, and, uh, you know, as always, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're watching, join the conversation. That's what we're here for. Oh, we got our first comment coming from Eric. I only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. I don't even watch that. I just scour YouTube for the commercials afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) There's one campaign I'm actually following, and it's the, uh, the Downey one where oh. a celebrity is hiding in his sweater, sniffing it for 12 weeks to make sure it actually works. Oh, my Lord. I, I'm 90% sure it's Danny McBride. Well, that seems like right up his alley. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get on to our show here. Yeah. So this episode originally aired on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, alongside episode seven. It's titled Truth and Consequences. And it has a listed runtime of 31 minutes with credits and titles, but it comes into 27 minutes and 34 seconds without. I don't mind the shorter runtimes, to be honest. True. (laughs) (laughs) This one was written by Damani Johnson. This is his second go around with the batch. Oh, sure. He also wrote the season one episode war mantle. Nice. Yeah. That's and uh, I saw him teamed up with this next fellow. Uh, returning to the director's chair is Stuart Lee again, again, and yeah. again. And mm-hmm. is outing up to a total of ten episodes of the Bad Batch. Uh, yep. Uh, Twenty-three episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, man. Nineteen episodes of Resistance, and fifteen episodes of Rebels. I feel like you know we just we had a couple of Resistance references uh, in episode seven. We did. I'm almost. I'm almost tempted to try and watch it again to see if I get more out of it. It's true. But as the, as they say in Star Trek fandom, resistance is futile. futile. <laughs> so the synopsis for this one reads, brought into a risky mission, the batch must use stealth to survive. Nice. Hmm. So. That's a word that goes well with wrecker. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we open with a wide shot on Ord Mantell, and quickly we find the Batch relaxing in the hangar aboard the Havoc Marauder. Uh, Hunter, he sits alone on the steps, and Wrecker snoozes in a chair. Tech, he's studying his data pad, and Echo turns to see Omega cross-legged in her room meditating. Gonky is back, finally. Oh, nice. Isn't that something that we've actually been talking about? Where's Gonky been yeah, this whole season? Back, finally, and he waddles back to go see Omega. But uh, Eight episodes late there, guy. Where have you been? <laughs> he's been hiding with Sid uh, he quickly turns and moves back towards the front of the ship uh, however Echo has uh, taken note of what she's doing and comes back to ask her how the meditation is going and she tells him Gunji taught her how but it doesn't seem to be working for her the way it does for him and Echo states well it's probably because Gunji is a Jedi and Omega says well she still likes it though and gleefully asks you know Echo you want to try and he solemnly replies no doesn't like solitude and he had enough of that on Skeko minor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this really paints that. I mean, there's no hiding the, the, the low rolling murmur amongst the fan community that uh, this is sort of pointing towards uh, at the very least force sensitivity for Omega and to see her actively pursuing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a, an yeah. interesting development. It is. Dig it. Um, we've also had like also within the scene there are threads 
foreshadowing the ending and it's been building now for a while the ending of this particular episode oh yeah okay and i count this interaction as another one of those but oh towards the uh the, towards, the finale of the yeah, mid-season yeah. finale <laughs> yeah really but uh, echo he continues on in a more hopeful tone that uh, if it wasn't for this squad he'd still be a prisoner there or worse and she asks him is that why you joined the bad batch but he responds it's where he fit in where he was needed it goes back to that whole uh he's been saying right from season one we need to be doing more yep mm-hmm. yeah interesting mm-hmm. stuff just then an alarm starts beeping and tech relays that they have a hollow transmission coming in and it's rex the hollow pops up and rex greets them with a hey boys any chance i could use your squad's expertise for a mission and without hesitation wrecker chimes in finally i'm tired of waiting around for sid whom we haven't seen on screen since the end of faster this is still lingering for me that the we just in tribe again that i mean we kind of made a joke about it but like let's let's be realistic here they just went and slaughtered a bunch of sid's people mm-hmm. uh to help a wookie and i still think that the threads the dangling threads from that mm-hmm. needs some on-screen on-camera resolution yeah i agree i'm surprised that there's you know not more mention of oh she's mad at us right now or or something to that effect to even acknowledge yeah that that even happened could be saving it for something bigger i hope so i i hope that they don't just let that one go no i think it'll play into the overarching narrative not sure how successive the episodes are like if there's little you know week or two week gaps or month gaps between them but they could literally be on the ship on the way back to ord mantel here when they get the message from rex to go elsewhere so true but they are parked we do see hunter outside on yeah you know sitting in the bay right that's right but uh, Andy, I was just going to say uh, I, for it's a small technical thing, you want to shut down the camera on that one. Don't remove it. Just uh, three dots and then uh, stop camera. There you go. Oh, don't know if we should have done that one. Oh, it took you right out. You go? Oh no. Uh, I thought I was doing something and I did not do the right thing. I was trying to save some bandwidth, but that's uh, okay. That doesn't work. We got to, we got to, I know what to do. I do too. <laughs> Remove it and then uh, share it again. <laughs> Dope. There he is. It's okay. It's the uh, comments that I meant to, but it's fine. It's good. We're good. We're good. Never mind. Don't do anything. All right. Ignore well, me. We'll just continue. Just keep on the show moving forward. Cause like apparently I don't, it's like, I don't know what I, it's like my first day or something. <laughs> Bump in the road, bump in the road. But uh, yeah, aside from whatever, she is doing behind the scenes right like aside from just being ticked off at them is she making preparations for whatever you know, whatever might be coming whatever betrayal we think is coming yeah <laughs> you know the even wreckers throwaway line tired of waiting for her yeah Which maybe that mean? is maybe that is the illusion allusion with an a that she is you guys double cross me i'm just gonna you know, I'll go set something. You know yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. there's always the fact that as the 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 fist tightens the, the yeah the ability to do uh crime or you know scams or whatever it is jobs lessons gets more yeah. difficult at oh, any rate yeah echo he's quick to ask what rex needs and he tells them that they'll explain everything once they get to coruscant 
And Hunter, he's taken aback at their quest, telling him, that's a big ask, Captain. And Omega, she asks, why? What's on Coruscant? And Tech tells her it's the galactic capital and thus the heart of the Empire. But Echo pauses a moment, recalling, as they believe, that uh, the Empire believes them dead. And they won't be looking for them. Hunter remarks he'd like to keep it that way. And Rex goes on to tell them it's a covert mission. Simple data extraction. Right, right. But it's crucial. He continues telling them that he'll send a safe route and coordinates for a safe landing space as well. And before anybody else could say anything, Echo tells him we're on our way. <laughs> and then he exchanges an uneasy glance with Hunter and uh, we cut to space. Yeah, Hunter's like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. I'm running Again, this, the, this it's still the same sort of as the last uh, two episodes ago where Hunter's wrestling with like his role in the whole thing. He wants to be in yeah. charge, but other people are making decisions and he's caught up with them just going along sometimes against his better nature. You can see him yeah, struggling yeah. with it. Yeah. We cut to space as the Havoc Marauder is coming out of hyperspace on a port eh, on approach to Coruscant. And the space traffic is heavy. And again, we get to see mm-hmm. those star destroyers positioned around the planet. Yeah. So yeah. not not only are they, you know, not in the only, in atmosphere, yeah, but also uh, I would expect to see them in space though. Yeah, that'd be like a more easy position for incoming threats, but I have to say that there was a missed opportunity here for a legacy line, and I actually thought they were going to use it. That's no moon. No, no, no. <laughs> Fly casual. Mm-hmm. Fly casual. And that didn't happen. So, eh. not that I'm disappointed, but I'm like, oh. Tech relays that they've neared their destination, and Hunter tells them all to stay ready. And as they pass through the cityscape with towers stretching skyward, Omega stares out the window with wonder at yet another first for her. Cause she's never been. It's her first time to course on. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you know, now that I'm thinking like I had a huge problem with the fact that the uh, havoc marauder, but they uh, just flew right in highly modified clone attack shuttle can just swoop in. No problem. And you can't even get in your Moss Eisley's without them going, Hey, this is the tower. What are you doing? <laughs> but in light of, and like, cause we've been focusing on it, all the Venator class star, like, it's probably more common than not. I would think so. I mean, in, in, in light of all the Venators there, like the, in light of the military presence, yeah. I, can, I can now see it being overlooked. The amount Before of military like, traffic, especially the clone uh, vehicles, you know, if those were Imperial Star Destroyers, I'd still right. be like, mm. right. well, we but saw yeah, it in, uh, in episode seven in, uh, uh, um, sorry, Clone Conspiracy. We did see several gunships parked outside uh, Imperial headquarters. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it's uncommon. And did tech not modify the, uh, is, this is where I'm at. Like this, is this on one of the, so is this an off camera thing? Like lots of things happen off camera. Typically sure. that's when people sleep, go to the bathroom being the most yeah. famous one, right? All that kind of stuff. Did Rex give them clearance codes? Well, he Another said chance that he for was a legacy line there. He said, well, there you go. Yeah. He did say that he was going to send them a safe flight path and a safe landing spot so Mm -hmm. i just presume that whatever he sent to them was good enough to make it look like uh an everyday run of the yeah and and again i mean my boy tech my boy Mm -hmm. tech who's like when when hunter says in season one when they're trying to get tup's family out of there and he's like uh tech do you think you could uh make a chain code well i've only just learned of them two minutes ago but 
Yes, I can. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you can't tell me that tech wouldn't be able to, you know, redesignate or hide the ship's ID. Sure. Yeah. Especially, and I, I think I had said in our in our group chat, I said if Luthen's droid can do it in on the fly in under two minutes, you got to think that tech could pull it off. Yeah. Or the other explanation, as we learned in the Mandalorian, yep, is this ship old enough to be pre oh pre registration? Oh, yeah. so it has no tags. Yeah, it can't. That's find. interesting. Good point. It is all like by yeah. the time you get to that yeah. Mandalorian season two, or I guess Boba Fett. Uh, That's right. You know how many years have passed and that's yeah. right yeah new, yeah new rules and legislation that's right the 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 um the razor crest was not and, uh, yeah. and, and the n1 probably probably, probably not either pre-empire yeah, right? very good point yeah but our batch here they follow a series of cables towards a ventilation shaft and descend inside never been there before no not didn't get to go in there in a video game either no <laughs> no that's how so the, the people who don't know this whole uh opening thing it was a, uh, it was imagery right out of the, uh, it was supposed to be a Lucas arts game before, uh, they sold the farm, uh, star Wars, 1313, uh, a, a video game that got squashed. Now that's where a lot of this stuff, a lot of the underworld stuff, the imagery comes from is that 1313. Hence the Martez sisters garage is on level 1313, which makes this next piece of info come up pretty, uh, Oh yeah. 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 I guess so. Know. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because as they uh, descend down, they come to land on a dark, unoccupied platform, and the Orabesh reads Mech Bay 13. Oh, th nice. Bay 13 on level 1313. That's pretty funny. <laughs> as, they depart, <laughs> as they depart the ship, Hunter takes the lead, but they're greeted at the hangar door by Rex and Senator Chuchi. Rex tells the sen or tells them... Uh, or tells the senator, these are the special clones that he told her about. And Omega, she delivers a cheerful hello. Because that's her yeah. in every situation, mm -hmm. no matter where they go. Yeah, It's right in there with, it might be fun. Looks like we're going to get a new Rex figure too, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. More than just a repaint this time. Yeah, maybe. Senator Chuchi gives Omega a smile and thanks them all for coming. And Hunter, he gets right down to business asking, why are we here? But Rex ushers them inside saying, there's something I want you to see. Inside, a body bag lies on the table, and a slot opens, revealing the face of a dead clone. It's the assassin from the last episode. And Rex tells them his identifying number has been wiped. And Tech replies he didn't know that was possible. Well, isn't that doesn't that just tie back into what we were talking about before? Yeah, that's one of yeah. the questions I almost blurted out last yeah. episode. Um, yeah. If Tech doesn't understand that, it's got to be more than a tattoo. It's I agree, be, right? And he's now something coded right in their DNA. Also, now like yeah, seeing him very like much so. Yeah, he's been dressed for death. He's he's in a uh, a casket. Um, That's a pretty elaborate casket. That looks like they're trying to the body preserve for some time. Yeah, to, to me, it looks like they're trying to preserve the body. That's not a right. Yeah. So that's not a at, casket for burial. At this point, I believe that Rex has probably scanned the body. Like that. Oh, that by you, now he you know has. I mean? Yeah, of exactly. course. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that begs the question: Is it a is it a chip? similar to a chain code uh, that would tell you yeah i i wonder if it does go back to is that just part of the encoding on the inhibitor chip is that that data that information yeah would that be how they slid it past oh it's nothing it's just sure. an id chip or it's a wakandan tattoo on the inside of their lip i don't know <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I don't know. But Hunter, he asks who the target was, and Rex tells him it was a contact of his, a clone named Slip. And Omega looks on with an uneasy expression, and Rex goes on to tell them that uh, he himself had come to Coruscant to get him out, but the assassin got to Slip first, and he nearly got the senator too. Echo asks why a clone would be targeting another clone, or a senator for that matter, and Senator Chuchi sharply replies to silence us. She then goes on to tell them that uh, Admiral Rampart has the Senate convinced that Camino was lost to a cataclysmic storm. Slip had witnessed the truth, and Chuchi wanted him to testify to the Senate about Rampart's crimes. Mm-hmm. But Echo, he promptly responds that they were there too, and he'll be her witness. I find it interesting that he's right. Like, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, it fits him, uh, his character profile of who he is. Yeah. He, he's been wanting to help on a grander scale. Yeah. I just, God, like given the guy's history, like, are you sure you want it? Like, that's like uh frying pan fire. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But Hunter tells them the Senate won't listen to any of them because they're deserters. And Rex agrees. Rex says there's another way to provide the Senate with proof of the Empire's crimes, the command log on Rampart's Venator. And side note here, Rex has a better grasp on how deep this all goes because we hear Chuchi only aiming at Rampart, but Rex knows it goes much higher than that, calling it the Empire's crimes. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on some level, like I guess not even on some level. He he knows empirically that the yeah. only reason the clones acted that way is because of the chip. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know he they all have a similar morality to him. They all you know what I mean. Like he was he 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 went above and beyond his programming essentially. But big time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think time, yeah. yeah he empirically understands that this is the empire that you know put the wheels the, in motion the structure of the uh dr mad <laughs> the, the structure of the of the empire is the only thing that really you know nothing changed yeah dr mad studio welcome back welcome to the show thanks for hanging out with us on uh, a sunday i suppose it's uh close to midnight your time yeah are you caught up on the show because we're all the way <laughs> really? into episode eight now <laughs> we're in episode eight yep welcome welcome and either way Uh, I believe you are uh, about to jump here. All right. 11 nice. Rex goes on to tell them <laughs> that slip made a copy of the command log on the ship's backup data bank. And when Wrecker asks where the ship is now, he tells them it's getting retrofitted right here on Coruscant at the Imperial shipyard. And he notes there's lots of security, but I know a way in. I find it interesting. And we're going to get there. Shipyard on Coruscant, not in orbit. Yeah. On the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, oh, Jesus. I know that the acclimators, the first uh, uh, the first uh, triangular-shaped ships we see in uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, they were built uh, to land. That's how they deployed all of the ground vehicles and everything right. else. I didn't think that a, that a Star Destroyer was actually built to land. Hmm. So I, find that, I found that very interesting. Yeah, I got a note on that later on. Oh, too. sure, cool. Uh, Senator Chuchi tells them that Rampart's recruitment bill goes before the Senate for voting the following day, so time is not on their side. And Senator Chuchi then suggests she goes back and tries to garner support where she can, but Rex notes that she might still be in danger. And Chuchi says 
that must mean I'm on the right track. And just then Omega offers to go with her to keep an eye out. But Chuchi says, you can't enter the Senate district unless you have the right credentials. But Tech says it won't be a problem. And with a plan set, Rex tells them, let's get to work. Later on, we find Omega accompanying Senator Chuchi and her two Pantoran guards in the halls of the Senate building. And assorted R2 units zip through the hallways as well. Omega asks what exactly a senator does. And she tells Omega that senators serve the galaxy, that they act as a voice for the people. Mm-hmm. And puzzled, Omega asks what that means. But Chuchi tells her, here's where I'm taking you next. You'll see. And before they continue, Admiral Rampart appears and calls to the senator. And Senator Chuchi says, you know, you seem surprised to see me. But he slyly replies, not at all. I was just making a few preparations for the following day's vote. And Omega has a zero poker face here, showing her distaste <laughs> for Rampart. I mean, that's, that's pretty obvious by the look on her face. Mm. Yeah. You can just see her like, dick. <laughs> but at the same time, like, he's paying her no attention. Like, she's do not we, even on his radar. Do we want yeah, to talk so about that? I, I, I have to. Yeah, this yeah, is the second time where the episode makes me go. And there, the, there's two things here, and both of them are sort of linked. So first thing was the Havoc Marauder getting past security like it was butter, but I, I can get over that one. Now, there's clone assassins with their numbers scrubbed, ostensibly trying to assassinate this senator. Yeah. So let's send the child with her. <laughs> <laughs> second off, Rampart is after the Bad Batch. Okay, at this point, sure, he believes they're dead, but I guarantee you that we've seen him just sit and stare at data pads of cargo manifesto. Yeah, cargo manifesto. This guy is a, an obsessive, compulsive, detail-oriented megalomaniac. I know that he knows who Omega is. I, I Maybe really, it's that he doesn't glance at her. I wanted to. I, I didn't have enough time to go back and scrub all of the season one episodes. Yeah, but I want to. I want to ask. And she maybe, looks like she knows who he is. Oh, she knows. Wow, she knows wow. of she knows of him, and she knows what he has done. Uh, Being least, responsible right, for right. the destruction of her home. But going back to season one, all the time that she was on Camino with, um, not, Lamasu, not, not Nalase, 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 or Lamasu, one of the two. She was a like she wasn't made for the Empire. Like no, she was. They made like her. Owen. Yeah, yeah they made her. So did they mm-hmm. like? And we talked about that mother-daughter relationship. You know, like there was that paternal uh, yeah. parental thing going on. Was she kept secret? I think she was a secret. I believe so. So, I mean, the whole Rampart not recognizing her. I mean, I'd have to go back. And maybe you guys that are watching and listening can, uh, can refresh my memory on that. I don't think Rampart actually knows who she is. At least mm. not from the, oh, I know you. I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like. It's referenced like, where's that unaltered clone somewhere? I I definitely got to go back and rewatch. Yeah, me too, me too. Because I could, I didn't have time to do it today, and I it never occurred to me. Maybe I should go back and rewatch these. But not such a problem with it that I'm like, oh, shut her down. But it's just interesting <laughs> to me that, that I these, hope not. These are the choices. Send the child with the victim, the right. uh, the target. That's right. And then hopefully she doesn't meet the bad guy face to face. But at the same time. <laughs> they're choosing the lesser of two evils here, right? Cause she's less likely to be assassinated yeah, in the Senate in public. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, in an Imperial yeah. shipyard. Where Highly it's just going to be swarming with clones. That is true as well. Mm, that's a good point. 
frying pan and fire, you know. That's a good point. Well, we'll just uh, go to the oven on preheat. Yep. Because <laughs> the assassin is technically dead. That's true. Well, but how many more are in exactly. the way? That, yeah. that would be my, you know. How Knowing that there's Fennec Shans out there and there's we have a track sure, record sure. and never stop coming kind of action, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there's one bounty hunter, there's usually more. Yeah. But uh Chuchi, she tells Rampart she's looking forward to the vote. But before the conversation can go any further, uh the Grand Vizier appears behind Chuchi and Rampart excuses himself. And Chuchi and company, the Chuchi and company, they continue on and brazenly. The Grand Vizier asks Rampart if he's sure that the Senator won't be a problem. And Rampart tells him he's taking care of it. There's nothing else she can do. And the Vizier jams his staff on the ground and tells Rampart, you better hope so. No more delays on this vote. He then departs, leaving Rampart alone in the hall. Again, talking in the most right you know, in the secure place public, ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's the sort of the first time we ever see Rampart almost break character too, where he's almost he's got a worried look now. He's face. starting yeah, to get yeah, frazzled. Yeah. He's, he's he's realizing he's no, mortal. He's got a good reason to be. Yeah. We catch up with Senator Chuchi, and one of her guards opens the door to her Senate pod, and she tells Omega that this is where the Senate gather to discuss many pressing issues in legislation, where the future of the galaxy is decided, for where, better or worse. Where Yoda is nearly killed. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That must be where they watch the Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Omega lets out an awe-inspired wow. Because, like, really, that would be intimidating. That's very that's yeah, intimidating that's chamber to watch. And that's it. super in character for her as well, given yes. how inquisitive she is. Yeah. Heavy. Senator Chuchi then tells her that each pod belongs to the numerous representatives and delegates. And Omega asks which one belongs to the clones. But Chuchi tells her that the clones don't have representation in the Senate. They never have. Mm. Yeah. And when Omega questions, why not? Citing, you know, we're part of this galaxy too. Chuchi tells her that those, there are those who view the clones as only military assets, which right, she's working right. to change that and ensure they all have the same rights as any galactic citizen. She's getting a broad perspective education. You know, she she's learning like Hondo Anaka crap from, from Fee. She's learning Jedi stuff from Gunji. She's learning senatorial stuff from Chuchi. She she's it's almost like her character is being educated by all right, the other everybody. if this were a role playing game, you'd just pick a class and 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 she trains with that class and then she, she shadows them the for a while and trains yeah. with that class. And she's covering like all the bases here. Yeah. She's going to be a very well rounded adult if she gets that far. And I and I think um, you know you know my thoughts on that. Yeah. I I still think that there's room for a uh, Omega Gunji spinoff here somewhere. Yep. But Looking at you, Lucasfilm. <laughs> Just then, R2C4 rolls into the open doorway, beeping and blooping. And the descriptive audio guy calls the droid R2D2. We got to send them an email. Like, the, yeah. If if descriptive <laughs> audio guy doesn't doesn't say something weird at least once every episode, somebody hold this guy's hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you like dry? Like, are you making this up as you're watching it? Writing, we can do it if you need oh, us my. to. <laughs> <laughs> Be happy to send you my script. <laughs> Omega, she asks what that was all about, and Chuchi tells her it was a message. She then asks if Omega can keep a secret, and Omega nods yes. We crossfade to the outside of the Senate building where we find Chuchi and company walking with Bail Organa behind R2C4. And again, the descriptive audio guy just calls the droid R2. 
Well, that kind of works. It did. So it, it's it not works. as it off there yep, as it is, yep. but uh, yep. we catch the mid-conversation as Chuchi has told Bale about the assassin, and he postures that Rampart is resourceful in covering up his misdeeds. And Chuchi responds that she intends to be equally resourceful. She relays to Organa that some of associates of her are helping procure the evidence of the attack on Camino that can be presented to the Senate. And Bale asks if she's confident that they can accomplish this from behind them. Omega says, very. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the look he gives her like, oh, yeah. uh, what? you're here. Supreme confidence in her brothers, for sure. Yep. Why is this kid telling me this? <laughs> well, Senator. Yeah. Uh, Chuchi continues saying that she won't leave it to chance. Other senators may have intel useful to her efforts. And Bale tells her if she is intent on seeing it through, there is someone she should speak with, but she may not be willing to cooperate. Hallie Bertoni. Hallie Bertoni. Yeah. Omega questions who she is. And Chuchi tells her she is the former senator to Camino. And she was also part of the defense finance committee before being removed from office. That's a big detail too. I don't know if you dove in on her, but I did. You did. Okay. Uh, Before he departs though, Bale tells Chuchi to follow the money. And uh, it always leaves a trail. We've never heard that before. I know how many movies have done that one. Yeah. Follow the money. Yeah. Later that evening, Senator Chuchi and Omega wait in a tall office tower. The doors open and a Kaminoan enters flanked by the two Pantoran guards. Senator Chuchi stands to greet her. It's former Senator Hallie Bertoni. And she asks if the armed guards are really necessary. And Chuchi gives them a nod to withdraw. The doors close and Chuchi tells her that there's a matter she must discuss with her. And Bertoni tilts her head to the side and stares at Chuchi and Omega. Does she recognize Omega? I I watched it again this afternoon. I didn't get that impression that she did. No. Not to say that she couldn't have, but given the 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 history that we're about to discuss. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Just because she was yeah, would have like, been gone. Big city. Right. But uh, almost dismissively. Hallie tells her uh, to speak as she takes a seat and Chuchi asks if she can tell her anything about the missing Senate appropriation funds that were earmarked for operations on Camino. She continues that funding for the cloning facilities has been siphoned off for the last year and Burton Bertoni had to have known. And she replies, of course I did. And pressing her, Chuchi asks where the money went to and who diverted the funds. But uh, Bertuni calls Chuchi a fool. And she then asks if she knows what happens when people go digging around where they shouldn't. And Chuchi tries to appeal to her on, you know, how her people deserve. But before she can finish, Hallie cuts her off, telling her her people are gone. And the few remaining Kaminoans scattered throughout the galaxy are of no importance to her. Mm. And therefore, not her concern. Interesting how cold... That's consistent for the species, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. They are like being cloners. Uh, the Kaminoans the themselves have genetically altered themselves. Yeah. They've mucked with themselves for generations. Yeah. 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 Um, there's no mention of like the amount of funding that we're talking about. You would have to think it'd be substantial, though. And so, like, the TK project, the TK uh, soldier project. I don't believe it was secret. It was, it was sort of, it was a trial, right? Yeah. Is the money that we're taught the, the, that we're talking about, is that the money that was used to fund Mount Tentis? It's quite possible. 
Yeah, or we other secret projects. Other Exegol, if yeah. we want to talk Whoa, about, yeah. we want to talk about that. <laughs> I want to go that far? Uh, you know, yeah. Um, but certainly, the you know, you'd think, why does the empire have to hide itself from itself? But you, they're still trying to keep up the illusion of public uh, accountability. And yeah. and so if the if the the you know the bleeding hearts, if you will, the in the Senate got a hold of that information, this is exactly what would happen. So it's, it stands to reason that they were just trying to skim off the top and hide it. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, there's like real world parallels there, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. How much funding got diverted to area 51 government slush funds yeah. and black like, ops. Oh, it doesn't really exist. But still, I mean, knows it exists. Screws in the government are like 1095 a piece and I can buy them for a lot less. <laughs> $10 pencils. You think right. it costs $20 for a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a really good one. Well, maybe. Omega plainly asks, how can you not care about what happened on Camino? And Hallie asks, why do you care, child? But Omega tells her bluntly, because I'm a clone too. Camino was my home. I think that kind of puts the, the nail on it that they didn't yeah. know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And is that the kind of thing she should be chucking around? Uh, you know, in the heat of the moment, I mean, there's that um, for all the adult it's, things that she's, it's childlike. she's doing, yeah. that's yes. that I'm still a, a kid. And that's yeah. the kid part, I think, coming through like, the, Ooh, the emotional yeah, the emotional part of it right yeah, yeah. but uh, a shocked look comes over bertoni's face and omega continues i was there i saw the empire destroy everything and i'm angry what they did it's not right and bertoni composes herself a moment and then utters i suspected an attack was imminent lama su was arrogant too confident his clones were a necessity to the empire but none of us are and again, Senator Chuchi asks, did Rampart divert the funds? And this time Bertoni answers, you already know yeah. the answer, but yes. Yeah, almost forgot, uh, you know, season one, episode one, or the first couple episodes, how arrogant Lama Su was thinking that they were endeared yeah. to the Republic. Yeah, and we never, like, because we had speculated that maybe they had logged in some sort of failsafe for their benefit. Right. But mm-hmm. apparently not. No. If it hasn't happened now, it's not going to. Should have thought about it sooner, guys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's tragic. Contingency plan needs a contingency plan. Every plan needs a backup. Chuchi implores Hallie that she must testify before the Senate to ensure Rampart doesn't continue to get away with his crimes. But Hallie tells her Rampart is just a cog in the machine and her word won't do any good. She tells Chuchi that she needs concrete proof. But Chuchi retorts she needs both and she's running out of time. Yeah. Now we haven't seen former Senator Hallie Bertoni since, uh, on screen, since the 11th episode of season three of the clone wars, which is why I think we all forgot about her. <laughs> yeah. I, I went off on it too. I was like, what oh do you mean? Common Cam and Owen Senator. What the That's hell? crazy. What are they thinking? And then I was like, oh yeah, wait a minute. Oh yeah. yeah even though uh, that episode Fever technically green. takes place chronologically before the Senate murders episode it, of season it does. Two. But her thing being on the defense uh, spending committee, that actually ties into her arc yeah. in the Clone Wars. Yeah. 
She was very much pro-war and allied herself with militarist and corporate interest groups. Oh, yeah. Uh, she also opposed a peaceful resolution to the conflict between the Republic and the Confederacy. of Absolutely, because that would have put them out of business. Yeah, and she right. advocated for expansion of the Republic military, which would mean increased production of the clone soldiers. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, if you need more on her involvement in the Senate murders, go back and check out season two of the Clone Wars. We talked privately about uh, Camino being removed from the Jedi Army archive essentially removing it from uh galactic mapping everywhere yeah right and that that tracks because they they talk about uh when they essentially when they took possession of the the clone army that that essentially put them back on the map and the kaminoans were able to leverage their 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 military support uh, into a senate seat yeah which oh that's kind of interesting so yeah and and that's where it ties into with what you said hank that they couldn't have sat on the Senate for more than three years. Three yeah. years, max. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting stuff. We all forgot about her. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oops. Back to our show here, though. We cut to the Imperial shipyard and we're treated to a fantastic visual of Rampart's Venom. Well, there it is. For retrofitting. Okay. I don't, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. Another, another one where I actually thought, are we far enough where the first victory class star destroyers could have been made out of it could have been refitted venators maybe and i kind of thought oh there's a missed opportunity as well i thought are we going to see that the first like victory because the the victory predates the imperial uh, mm-hmm. class star destroyer it does. not the case here they just parked it yeah. it does make sense that it could be retrofitted it was like maximize your resources yeah well because you know. rex does say it's there for retrofitting well, this is it. Like retrofitting to what? How much that? Well, see, I don't. Retrofitting almost seems like a, you know, not to borrow to borrow a word from Star Trek. Refitting seems like a better, yeah, the more proper term. I mean, mm-hmm. and ships go through refitting all the time, um, and so do aircraft when there's new avionics and things that your airframe is still the title of the class, though. Right. So. Yes, no, no, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Visually, I think it would have been cool, but yeah, it's just me wanting more. It's just hella cool to see one park. Wouldn't man. it though? Yeah, and I mean that's that's where I kind of go. Oh wow, you can you can apparently land a star destroyer. But uh, inside of a long vertical tunnel, we find the Bad Batch scaling a ladder past a spinning turbine, arcing with electricity, and there's minimal space to pass by. And Wrecker actually makes contact with it, receiving a shock for his troubles. <laughs> he shakes it off and continues to climb and at the top of the ladder the batch enter guns drawn into a room but it's empty so tech he sets to work on the console in the middle of the room and hunter tells wrecker to get to work on the hatch and he climbs another ladder and begins to cut through that hatch with a laser cutter rex recalls that he hasn't been in his maintenance tunnel since the war and echo remarks that coruscant is the last place he thought rex would be and Rex tells him, you know, it's worth the risk that uh, more and more of their brothers are waking up to what's been done to them and he can't turn his back on them. Yeah. And Echo, he asks how many he's reached. And Rex says, not enough. Troopers who know too much are a liability to the Empire. And Rex turns to Echo and faces him, continuing that he's been working with some contacts that he trusts, but they're spread pretty thin and helps hard to come by these days there's another one i mean if now that we know yeah but it's that leading up to it and you're like oh yeah yeah sure he's just talking about people in general 
Yeah, but he's looking <laughs> right at him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It's hard to come by. Hey, hint, hint. Uh, there's a brief silence between the two clones before Wrecker calls out that he's finished. And Wrecker pops the hatch open, but he's met with an assortment of ray shields. Ray shields? Yeah. Tech says he'll take care of it. And Hunter asks Rex how they're going to get aboard Rampart's Venator. But Rex tells him he's borrowing a page out of their playbook. They'll improvise. Improvise. Tech powers down the shields and we cut to above where the top hatch opens up and Wrecker pops his head up. And I love that visual. What, just him looking just through? Just him popping up yeah. like, uh, hello? It's almost gopher like. <laughs> Whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. With the way clear, they emerge from the maintenance tunnels and make their way towards the ship with batches of large pipe providing cover. They continue to make their way forward, taking cover of, to avoid various troops and droids going about their work. And they pause again, avoiding detection from another batch of clones with a massive. I um, noticed that. Yeah. Um, and now we've seen them use massives before, yeah. but I still, it still strikes me that, you know, like, are, are you guys going to Tatooine to get these things? Like, what are you doing? Maybe go pick up some from the massive pound. <laughs> Maybe he needed Hope a new rescue. They can train him for service. <laughs> rescue massives. Yeah. <laughs> but Hunter remarks that there's not enough cover to keep going this direction and they won't be able to cross the shipyard undetected. Just then he sees two droids start up two large skiffs and one departs and Hunter sees their opportunity. He tells them to move and they leap aboard the undercarriage of the second skiff just as it lifts off. Hunter then cuts into the bottom of the craft and pulls down a computer cable and Wrecker repeatedly moans to himself, don't look down, don't look down, don't look down. <laughs> and Rex, he cites, you know, he, he's still not getting better with heights. Conveniently reminding us. Yeah. But Echo says, this is Wrecker better with heights. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Way. With access to the computer cable, Tech is quickly able to bypass the controls. And on board, the droid pilot, he cocks his head to the left as the skid begin, or the skiff begins to steer itself. And they hang on tight as Tech steers the skid almost vertical to climb to the top of the ship before they level off again. And once skimming across the top, Tech tells them to jump. And they leap off on top of Rampart ship as the skiff continues on unaware. They quickly make their way to an entrance hatch and tech pries off the control panel and attaches his data pad within seconds. The hatch opens and they make their way inside. And I noted it here. He takes a minute to put the cover back on onto like the little panel that he pried off to get access. Oh, really? He puts mm. it back to hide that. Oh, the evidence. There. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Once inside, they pause as two clone troopers pass by on patrol in the hallway and they stun two more troopers in the astrogation room and make their way to the bridge. Once inside, tech links into the console where, uh, well, the others scan the shipyard through the windows. Tech delivers another techism when he says, well, that is unfortunate. <laughs> and Rex asks him to narrow it down and tech tells him, the energy conduits are offline, and the only way to retrieve the data is to reroute power, which will most likely sig signal a security breach. It's basically like saying we can't put the windows up unless we start the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hunter asks <laughs> oh, how much crap. time they will have, but uh, Tech says not much. Echo confidently says, well, then let's make it quick. And Tech opens up a panel and pulls out one of the ship's backup data banks. Echo and Tech then activate the energy conduits together. And the lights come on in uh, the bridge room as the ship powers up. And troopers in the shipyard take notice, relaying that there's an unauthorized bridge activation on vessel VZ-114. 
Interesting. Yeah. An alarm sounds, but it's not our normal klaxon, which I find kind of weird. Was it not? It was not. It was a slightly different one. Oh, it sounded like the usual onboard ship kind of. They quickly call out that uh, there's a possible security breach and dispatch squads of troops to trench Alpha 7. They also call for all onboard patrols to head to the bridge. And we cut to inside where a squad of troops race through the hallways as droids move cargo about. There's your uh, QRF or your, uh, your your quick reaction force. Yep. <laughs> they quickly enter the astrogation room and Rex tells Hunter they're going to have some company. And Hunter calls for Wrecker to seal the doors. And like we've seen countless times before, he just yeah. blasts the control panel. Luke's it. The door. <laughs> just in time. Quick, find the controls. So extend the bridge. I think I just blasted them. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Outside Shoot the, the door. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the doors, one of the clone troopers tells the rest of them that the doors are out of commission. And he instructs another clone, override them. And for once, it actually works. The door starts to jar. And Hunter notes that they won't hold much longer. Tech tells them that he's expediting the file transfer as quickly as possible. And the doors snap open and the clone troopers open fire. The Bad Batch take cover and return fire. Again, they're using only stun blasts. We're back to stun blasts this week. Yeah. One trooper radios that they have confirmed hostiles on the bridge and calls for backup. Outside, though, a uh, squads of troopers assemble below the ship and another squadron of V-Wings take flight. And uh, V-Wings, that's what uh, Omega was studying way back at the first episode. Yeah, and they were the same ships in the in the Sereno episode. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They don't use stun rays on these guys. Uh, <laughs> Inside the batch hold their position, but the troopers continue to bear down on them. Hunter calls for a new plan, 14, 5, 86. And Wrecker surprisingly asks all of them? And Hunter <laughs> tells him emphatically, yes. Then uh, he tells Echo to man the cannons and deal with the air support. Oh, I thought he was calling a football play. Maybe. Would be the day for it. With no delay, the deck cannons spring to life and open fire on the circling starfighters, causing two of them to crash into the shipyard below. And like you guys said, no stun for these pilots. Nope, 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 nope. It's all over. Back on the bridge, Tech relays that the Dorada transfer has finished, and Echo tells Hunter Plan 5 is set, and Hunter immediately tells him to activate it. Echo Scomplink spins in the uh, port and the engines on the Star Destroyer roar to life. The troopers below are stunned as the ship shakes. I, I was stunned too. I did not expect that. I thought I honestly did not. That's I what I thought. You're going to take, you're going to take off in it. Yeah. The steal ship. The whole ship. We're going to take it in and, <laughs> and use it. Uh, cool. But I know we're just going to, we're just going to drive it like a car. Where do yeah. you, where do you park that? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's got to have tags. Um, you know what it's like when an airplane slides off the runway how much like emphasis airports put on getting it back on yeah what happens when you knock a star destroyer off its moorings how do you even lift it but this is what i mean like how many uh repulsor lifts does it take to move a star destroyer don't know i guess you you know what you would do i got an idea star destroyer tug you'd use a couple of star destroyers with tractor beams tractor Mm. beams yeah yeah, or uh, some Cantwells. Maybe. <laughs> the troopers below are stunned as the ship shakes and moves, and they all flee for cover. On the bridge, Wrecker, he charges the remaining clones in the astrogation room, and the Bad Batch flee the bridge. Taking out two more clones on the way, Rex notes that the security teams will be swarming, and they need an exit strategy. But Echo tells him, we already have one. 
and they're going to go over them. Rex questions over them, but outside the engines roar louder and the ship begins to move forward. The docking supports give way and the ship crashes into the shipyard. The batch yeah. stagger and then on uh, the tilted ship, stunning more troopers, Tech leads them to an escape pod. Rex tells him that the pod isn't operational, but Tech says, I just needed to eject. He'll handle the rest. So Rex closes the pod door and says, this should be interesting. And painful yeah. <laughs> by the look of it. Tech activates the controls and multiple pods begin to jettison. Several pods go shooting in all directions and the batches pod veers over a ship and uh, crashes in the yard. Hunter opens the door and gives Tech not bad as they depart the pod, but Tech tells them, I was off by 6.4 meters. Only. Not my best. <laughs> they rush into the maintenance hatch and Rex tells them that they need to hurry because it's almost sunrise. And Tech quickly triggers the hatch and they descend into the tunnels as more starfighters and troopers rush towards the down Venator. We cut to the Senate and... I find this funny because they say it's almost sunrise. So the Senate's been in session all night. Yeah. Is that the case? I don't know. Because like everybody's already there and it's a full it's, house. And it's dark. Yeah. So maybe. Early morning vote. Maybe. But uh, inside Admiral Rampart's pod glides forward and he relays to the Senate that provisions and concerns requested by Senator Chucci have been resolved. And there is no reason to further delay the vote on the Imperial Defense Recruitment Bill. But Senator Chucci's pod with herself, Hallie Bertoni and one guard glides forward and she tells Rampart that is not the case and they can't take him for his word when he has given them no reason to not to. Rampart questions what the reason is and Chucci tells him bluntly that according to Hallie Bertoni, he is the one responsible for devoting Kaminoan funding into outside projects without Senate approval. The crowd starts to murmur and chatter but Rampart asks if she believes the lies of a disgraced senator. And Senator Chucci suggests a formal, inf uh, formal inf investigation should clear things up unless he wants to tell them now where the funds went. I like that she's like, if you want to tell everybody here in front of like all of us. And she's pressing them. Like yeah. she's not in yeah, yeah. room to breathe. Yeah. Rampart, he looks around the chamber and frowns at Chucci. Uh, side note here. Look who showed up for Senate duty. Oh, look, it's our Aqualish buddy. Yeah, fresh from the racetrack on Safatoma. Seriously. Man. And he's not alone. Earlier on in that faster episode, Walrus Man gets into yeah, a scuffle yeah. with an Arconan and a Gotal. Yep. And though we see uh, the Arconan get shot in the stands at the raceway, yep. apparently it wasn't that bad because he's shown up he's, for Senate duty sitting right in front of Walrus In Man. session at the Senate. Yeah. I gotta say, that that's probably a uniform. <laughs> And that we're alien racists. Well, I actually, <laughs> I actually like that, uh, that theory that perhaps it is some kind of uniform. I mean, look at, look at Chuchi's guards. True. I just, they like I said very in the chat, stylized. There's, there's three guys in an alternate universe that are aliens and they're doing a review of the Bad Batch and they're like, why are all X-Wing pilots the in same <laughs> animation model? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Great nod to the toy. <laughs> it's so but, good. Uh, Keep in mind the Gotal, he's here too, but we don't see him just yet. I would also say keep in mind that very few people are scrutinizing these episodes the same way that we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's entertaining for the half a dozen people that are watching, I don't I hope so. <laughs> Outside in an alleyway, Omega waits with a Pantoran guard, and shortly a speeder driven by Echo skids up to a stop in front of them. 
Rex hands the memory core to Omega and from the passenger seat, instructing her to get it to Senator Chuchi. And she hops in a waiting speeder with the guard and they rush off. Back inside, Rampart, he tells the chamber he's not at liberty to discuss where the funds were sent, that they were redistributed, not misappropriated. Redistributed. Yeah, there's mm. that word spin. Mm. But Chuchi counters that uh, his, his actions began months prior to the loss of Topoka City, almost as if he were preparing for it. And still playing dumb, he asks, what exactly are you implying? But not holding back, Chuchi fires at him then, you know, I assert that the Kaminoan cloning facilities were intentionally eliminated. And several other senators jump to their feet. Senator Bail Organa scans the room as Rampart struggles to compose himself. He then tells them he will not dignify such baseless accusations with any more of his time. What are you going to do? You're just going to leave? Yeah, really. Yeah. Senate's in session, buddy. Bertoni leans forward and asks where the concrete proof is, but Chuchi replies she doesn't know. And Rampart, he tries to push forward, citing that if there are no further issues, we should proceed with the vote. Just and, ram it through. Ram uh, it through. Senator Raduli motions that Chuchi should be removed from the proceedings and censured for her misconduct. And the Gossam senator from the Commerce Guild seconds the motion. But just then Omega arrives and passes the memory core to bail. And he quickly moves his pod outward as Omega slumps in the doorway. Organa tells the Senate new evidence has just come to light and must be considered. And he passes the data bank to Chuchi's guard, who in turn hands it to Chuchi. Hands it off so nobody realizes that he's doing covert stuff too. Yep. I've, it's in my hand, but it's not mine. Hey, I was just holding it for somebody else. That's right. I'm not really a rebel. Nope. When Senator Raduli questions what proof, Chuchi holds up the data bank and says, the recovered command log from Admiral, Admiral Rampart's Venator, which indicates his own ships caused the destruction of Topoka City. She then loads the data card into her pod console, and the Oribesh here reads file uploading, followed by an assortment of ones and zeros. Hmm. In the Senate chamber, a huge hologram renders showing Rampart's Star Destroyer firing on Topoka City, and a stunned silence falls over the Senate, and Omega watches from the sidelines. As the hologram pauses, the Senate erupts with disapproval, and multiple senators cross their arms and glare at Rampart. Did you listen to some of the, the background noise in here? I tried to, but I'm pretty sure there was somebody that had spoke like there was like a traitor yeah. uh, comment from somebody, but it was in the ambience. Right. But there was definitely yeah. like, it wasn't just outrage. Like ah, people were order. Yeah. yeah. Order. Yeah. Yeah. We shall have order. Yep. It's coming on the floor below a portal. Zyrus is open and the emperor's pod rises. Um, there was a, a unique alarm sound that went with that prior to its emergence. And it was almost like, like, and we all knew what was about to happen. Like yeah. they make a point of like, where's the emperor seeing as he's yeah. been absent. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, here it comes. Boop, he's just boop, waiting down there. Boop. It's like a tractor backing up or something. But anyway, you get that alarm and then, and then the theme plays. Yeah. Palpatine stands next to the grand vizier, his face still concealed by his hood. And Senators Chuchi and Organa exchange a glance while Admiral Rampart snaps to attention. The Grand Vizier addresses the Senate as the hologram disappears. It would appear that Senator Chuchi's horrific assertions are correct. And in the shadows, Omega gives a hopeful smile. The Vizier continues, this unprovoked attack on Camino was a cowardly act by Admiral Rampart to further his own personal agenda. 
and Admiral Rampart, realizing he's just been thrown to the wolves, leans forward in disbelief. How's that bus taste? Yep. The vizier calls for the guards to arrest and detain Admiral Rampart, and three Senate security clone shock troopers board Rampart's pod. Clone shock trooper. Yep. Rampart pleads for them to stay back, as he was only following orders. But the clones take him into custody, and the Grand Vizier calls for order, and Emperor Palpatine stands, mm -hmm. and he tells the Senate that he is deeply troubled for this recent revelation. Oh, well done. He well done. <laughs> he extends his gratitude to Senator Chuchi for exposing a rogue element within their ranks. Many lives have been lost, but I assure you Admiral Rampart will face the consequences for his treachery. More troopers have surrounded Rampart's pod at this time, and he's shoved into an adjacent pod, and the Emperor further addresses the Senate, telling them Rampart did not act alone. The fact that the clones under his command so blindly followed orders, inflicting such carnage without hesitation, gives him pause. I, I, I don't want, I know this is like a big moment, but I actually want to talk about that, because yeah. that is... That is such a, a an amazing way of of manipulating the law in your favor. Yeah. Now I can't speak for you know all of the Western countries, but I can certainly speak to to for Canada for uh, the Canadian military. There are lawful orders, and then there are unlawful orders, and you are allowed to protest an unlawful order. Yeah. Um. And the idea that that the emperor is now saying that every clone that participated was complacent yep. just sealed the deal, and oh. publicly too. This is the yeah. same thing that happened to the Jedi. It it turns the population of the galaxy against the clones. against them. Yeah, the, the counterpart to that is the clones themselves. Did any clones? I mean, we get this indication that some of them tried to come forward, but did anybody protest in the moment? We just see everybody. Nope, we're just doing our job. Well, the shock troopers are still just walking away with the prisoner yeah. here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, arrest that man's not an unlawful command. No, no. But you know, uh, murder those civilians. I mean, that's an unlawful order. Yeah, and cer certainly he's saying, you know, this is broken. We need to do something about it. But the the yeah. word hasn't been given, and the let's do something about it will be the, you know. All right, yeah. everybody turn yeah. and fire on the clones or whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Turn yourselves right. in for decommissioning. Yeah. So Senator Bail Organa furrows his brow as Palpatine postures that perhaps it is time for a change. Now more than ever, building a strong galaxy requires protection and security. And there it is again, right? Spinning that. We need this military presence. It's the Revenge of the Sith speech reworked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And due to the actions of Admiral Rampart, the bill on the floor today, yes. he gives his opinion that this legislation is our future. And with this momentous act, they shall usher in a new era, heralded by the Imperial Stormtrooper. And Senator Chuchi, she hangs her head in shock and looks to bail. And then from the shadows, Omega looks to them both. Emperor Palpatine has done it again, orchestrating yep. both sides so that yep. no matter the outcome, it's the one he wants. Playing you like a fiddle. Yep. You know, I just thought of something, too. If, they, if the bill moves to... It's probably not something like outlawed. It's probably just something like decommissioned and left to your own devices. 
because when Gregor contacts the Empire, oh, that's Re- right, yeah, yeah, they just like reference him as a relic, but they don't right. like, oh, we found a clone, we need to eliminate them, so right? It's unlikely that that's the policy. It's more likely that there's a clone revolt. It just jam. It just makes sure that this have to this put down bill goes through. Yeah, yeah. right. Later on, uh, outside the Havoc Marauder, Rex addresses the group, citing that Palpatine was one step ahead of them during the war, and he's still oh. several steps ahead of them now. And he, he will be for the foreseeable future. Steps ahead of them before the war began. Yeah. 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 Played right into his hands. And Omega questions that she doesn't understand. They did the right thing and told the truth, but Hunter tells her that the Emperor twisted it to his advantage. And Rex continues that Palpatine had them implicate Rampart in order to get the approval for the Stormtrooper bill. And Echo interjects that uh, the fate of the clones is now sealed because of the Bad Batch. See, that's another huge lesson for Omega to learn here. Yeah. Like like a life-altering lesson. No matter, sometimes, no matter what you do, if you do the right thing and you do your best and you do good, sometimes you still lose. Yeah, bad things still happen. Yeah. And so yep, that's yep. a really tough lesson for a child to absorb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Echo asks what will happen to the clones, and Senator Chuchi says she doesn't know, but she's going to continue to fight for the clones. They deserve the same rights as any citizen, and she bends down and looks Omega in the eye and tells her, I won't give up. And Omega nods. Hunter tells Rex if he needs anything, just say the word, and then bids the senator farewell. And Echo steps forward and Hunter puts his hand on Echo's shoulder and tells him, wherever you end up, remember what I said. What did he say? That I don't know. So I, I, I'm like, was there a line earlier in the episode that we missed? And I don't, I don't think there was. No, I think it was an off camera private. Right. That, that there's something that, that we might get to see later. Some pearl of wisdom or some little tidbit. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Omega looks at them with a puzzled look, and Hunter turns and heads for the ship. Recco give or Wrecker gives Echo a punch in the shoulder and tells him, "Don't get into trouble without us." And Omega questions, "Without us?" Oh, you can hear the heart breaking. Oh yeah, this is where it <laughs> hit me right crack. now. And oh. Tech, he wishes Echo the best of luck and turns to head to the ship with Wrecker. And Omega asks, "Luck with what?" And uh, Echo, he tells her. I'm going with Rex. The clones need our help now more than ever, and I can't turn my back on them. And Omega, she pleads with him, you you can't leave. We're a squad. But he tells her this is something he has to do, and he has to go where he's needed. Yeah. And heartbroken, Omega tells him, but we need you too. And Echo kneels down and tells her, it's not forever, and he'll be back. Of course he'll be back. He's part of the show, man. That's right. Better part of the show. He tells her to keep up with her training while he's gone and in his best soldier voice understood, but Omega leaps forward and hugs echo tightly. And with a look of surprise, echo softens and returns the hug. After a moment, she steps back, wiping a tear away from her eye. And she tells echo. Yes, sir. And that moment right there. Yep. That did it for me. Oh, because echo tech hunter and wrecker. They're coming at it from, soldier's perspective like he's just going off on another mission that's right okay yeah she's looking at it i'm losing my brother you're breaking up the family yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and he the expression on echo's face he didn't consider that 
Yeah. You know, I think he did on some level. And I think it goes back to uh, the episode where when he was talking to Hunter and he had inadvertently said, we put her here. She deserves a better life. I think in his mind, it would have been okay because, you know, they kind of made amends for that. You know, we did the right thing by taking you off Camino, blah, blah, blah. I think that, you know, that's still weighing on him that he upset her that way. Yeah. And it would be okay for him to go off, but clearly it's, it's not for her. Yeah. There's, a, there's another thing that him choosing to go with Rex does. It, it underwrites uh, the same thing I said about Cody. And that's that when we, when we revisit Rex in, in 15 years, he's not living with Echo. He's not, he's not there anymore, which he's probably means he's Echo. gone. Yeah. I so thought about that as like, well. You know, it's like signing up with Rex is, is foreshadowing your death. Certainly, we're probably going to end up meeting or at least at some point learning the story of how Wolf and Gregor got, got brought into the fold right. and then managed to right. stay with him. But there's there's only three of them. And I mean, one of them uh, is it Wolf is like freaking batty. Like, yes. kook, like, woo, Gregor, like Gregor's like, batty. Like Uncle Wolf. Giggles Flintstone, like yeah. woo. Gregor is, is, yeah. is Uncle Batty. Yeah, and, yeah. And Wolf, and Wolf is still willing to, you know, rat people out. Like yeah. so, it's <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Echo then tells her to keep an eye on the rest of the batch, and Omega nods, and she gives a glance to Rex and Senator Chuchi. She walks to the ship, but she turns back at the bottom of the steps, and after a brief pause, she runs into the ship where Hunter is waiting for her. Echo watches as the hatch closes and the Marauder lifts off. Inside, we find Omega sitting in a room holding her black Tuca doll, and we fade to black. Man, it's so pointed that that it fades on or it ends on her just hugging her doll, like yeah. that, like a, a kid who just wants to be comforted. Yeah, I've been there. I know that feeling. Yeah, I think we all have, and I think that's why it resonates. Yeah, my gosh, serious. Ah, implications going forward though through this rebel network that she's now technically connected to. Yeah. Omega and the batch could at some point run in with princess Leia. Oh, that's going to be cool. Cause you figure she's hooked up with Senator Chuchi who well, knows bail. Who knows at this point, Leia is an infant. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. playing with another kid might be a good thing for Omega. What's well, still a couple years away though, before, yes, I mean, that's absolutely. even a feasible thing. I still like that. I like that idea. Um, and I like the idea that we're seeing more, man, all of these uh, shows that are, are interconnected, but yet nobody at this point in the timeline knows that all of these insurgent groups are all doing the same thing, yeah. just right. not together. Right. Right. And it's funny to think now, uh, especially given, uh, I went back and I looked at the, that season one episode where we were introduced to the Martez sisters Yeah. and it's like, oh, so the, the hologram really was Rex. To think that of all the players that are are basically forming rebel cells, Rex is one of them. Yeah. He's out mm -hmm. there making his own rebel cell. Is he doing it in conjunction with uh, Ahsoka? Because by the time they run into Ahsoka, who's acting as, um, oh my God, Fulcrum. Fulcrum. Yeah. Rex acts like he hasn't seen her since the Clone War. You know, like, oh, Commander Tano. He even calls her Commander. Well, we know she's with him just after that too, because she shows up for, well, at least funeral, for the, right? at least for the burial and of... from there, they're together, but we don't know where they go from there. Right. So, so, and you know, 
he's forming rebel cells, but his yeah. his his focus is clone clones. Yeah. So and she's also interested in saving the galaxy, but her focus is Ezra Bridger centric. Yeah, know, after a point, I would be very interested in seeing, uh, you know, in a post in a post uh, clone uprising uh, uh, scenario, a, a clone rebel cell that joins the rebellion. Sure, I'm sure that's probably how Rex gets there. You know, obviously he's got his connections to Bale, and yeah, so here's the thing: perhaps Nick, Nick Sant, perhaps Nick Sant isn't Rex, but just another clone. <laughs> so yeah. there you go, and that's that's entirely possible too. Maybe they'll uh, solidify Never that one for everybody, so we can stop arguing about it. <laughs> Can't wait for that action. It's figure. Nick Sant. It's Rex. It's Nick Sant. It's Rex. It it's whatever like the Rex. hell you want it to be. Mm -hmm. it just looks oh like my. God. <laughs> wow. That, that's been a, a heavy Sunday for us uh, to Man, cover yeah. two episodes and two episodes that were, again, uh, quite uh, thick on the uh, on the plot, on the development of the, the bigger story. Very far reaching implications here, <sighs> like clone rights and what's going to happen to them. We get another double drop. What for the finale? Yeah, the two part finale. Do you think we're going to go back to mission of the week going forward? Or are we going to be a little more, a little more structured, there's, a little more linear? There's some big uh, threads that are still dangling from season one that we haven't sort of addressed. Um, I know that I, I read the, and I sent it to you guys in the chat, whether you, you read it or not, starwars.com ran an interview with D Bradley Baker, where he said that Hang on. somewhere towards three quarters of the oh, season yeah yeah there's a crosshair episode that is his favorite episode of all the episodes he's done so far okay and it, he says it it i guess he's spoiling us he said it recontextualizes uh uh crosshair he talks bad about character. him in terms oh, of not being a bad guy but just being a dedicated soldier and and struggling with what the right thing for him to do is and not necessarily being amoral that he's a yeah. trained killer and he's it's a very interesting article if you haven't checked it out I'll, I'll repost it in the chat i think that leans right into what i was saying about like there are lawful orders and there are unlawful orders and being a good soldier doesn't necessarily mean blindly following orders no. unless no. there's a chip in your head that says blindly follow orders but right. there isn't not in the case yeah. of of crosshair crosshair no, now his yeah. was theoretically i mean he says he removed it a he long removed time it ago yeah before anybody else conceivably right Oh, but what makes him great. smarter than tech? So, the, so uh, that, 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 yeah. just that art that leads me to believe that there's a there's a single crosshair episode similar to the crosshair episode we got in the first half of the season. Yeah, no, um, I buy that too. We're going and, to need uh, some resolution with the the Sid thing, and I think we're going to have yeah. some com comeuppance in terms of the the Wookie vis-a-vis -vis Gunji. Uh, not maybe not an appearance by Gunji, but certainly her reaction to them slaughtering Trandosians to rescue one Wookiee. Well, I mean, more than one Wookiee, but you oh, know well, I mean. Wookiee planet. Um, That's right. We, we've got to get back to the cloning facility. And I think as we begin to cross over with the Mandalorian, as we've done with, you know, the way we took Grogu and gave him a force healing power to sort of canonize it before we saw it in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yep. I think you'll see stuff contextualized like that as we begin to cross over. That cloning facility has a lot to do with Grogu. Yeah. Like the implications yeah. there, that that 
that intertwines those two franchises deeply. We have uh, uh, we have a new canon uh, death for Yaddle that leaves her body somewhere in the industrial district on uh, in the possession of the emperor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, do we revisit? Do we even entertain the that Grogu is a is the genetic soup of Yaddle and uh, or Yoda? No, that's a hard no for you. Mm-hmm. Hard no for me. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a little more open to that now, in light of that I mean, than I was all, before. Yeah. There's all these da- dangling things, and I I don't know that we'll get very many, if any at all, of the adventure of the week. I think the adventures of the week will be dipped you know they they might be doing a mission here or there but they're certainly going to be certain things thrown at them while they're going through those missions and it will be those threads i mean yeah i think especially uh, omega steering things the the whole idea of we just got to eke out an existence and just make enough money to survive i i think that that's not going to be enough going forward no i think crosshair is going to fold back into the team I agree with that too. Yeah, I, I echo departing. I do think that there is room for him to, to come back over, especially in light of the, the whole, you know, the, the, we can go back to the good soldiers follow orders. And now we've got, we've got the complete opposite. The clones were now complacent in the whole thing. So that's, that sends yeah. a mixed message yeah. and to a guy like that, who, I mean, just like the angry, angry clone in the bar. Can you make me a trooper? Can you do that? Yeah, and this is certainly the the type of uh, thing that would send him back, send him rogue yeah. first of all, and yeah, send yeah. him back looking for his brothers in terms sure. of forgiveness. I did the wrong thing, a, right? I did the wrong thing. I st- and you know what? It does not forgive him for all of the evil crap that he did. And I mean, yeah. he's he's evil. Like, I think we've established that he's he Read was that a willing Lee Bradley Baker interview. Man, he talks yeah. about him not being an evil guy at all. That, that that he's just yeah i'm i'll post it again i'll post it again i'd be yeah i'd be interested in taking a look at that just to see kind of what the the spin is there because because even if hunter yeah. wreck and wrecker and tech can't forgive what he did omega is going to be the one get in here if perception is reality then the perception yeah. is he's evil yeah, yeah. just because yeah, of the absolutely. stuff that he did i mean absolutely. shooting uh the that cell um was it on Onderon? I guess it was in season one yeah. where it was like you shooting women and children and like, come on, that's like Vader level. Yeah. That's Vader level evil, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he was allowed by the force to retain his force ghostness. Isn't that something? To, yeah. Return to being a Jedi. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But again, posthumously. Po- well, absolutely. I agree. And with that's that. why, that's why I said all along at the, by the time we got to the end of season one, if Crosshair was going to have a redemption, it would have to come right. at, at the cost of his life. Certainly you might not, you know, with him being used so sparsely this season, you yeah. certainly might not even get that resolution this season. If we want maybe to not, no, maybe not keep at that storyline going. Yeah. I, I think we will though, just because now he is out on from under Rampart's thumb. That's true. Yeah. Ramparts off to jail or worse. Yeah. You know, so depending on what it means to decommission the clones. Yeah. That begs the question how on the inside is Rampart? He's like, I was just following orders, which funny. Whose orders? That's That's my question. Whose orders? Yeah. Palpatine, Tarkin, the Vizier. Probably Tarkin because the, 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 the implication was when they're walking through the hallway and Massimata said, Governor Tarkin assured me you could do this. Yeah. You could get it Senate, uh, Senate supported. And that's the other thing, like 
for the Senate to, for him to be screaming, it wasn't me. I was following orders. Yeah. Shouldn't somebody in the Senate be like, wait, 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 what? Who were you following orders from? Yeah, really. I mean, that's going to not. Oh, hey, let's uh, just go ahead and pass this bill. We're good. Yeah. So one of the the other things that came up over the course of these two episodes uh, was that the amount of participation in the Senate chamber itself is vastly different than what we saw in Andor, where nobody really uh, where a crap. nobody shows up they just shut the lights off and walk out yeah well you've had you know it's almost another 10 uh, years yeah almost. 10 yeah. more and you figure more. right at least seven to ten years have passed uh, yeah and uh, is like five years before yeah, new so hope right only so a year past order 66 so there is still years. and you probably see the democracy the breaking down yeah falling to pieces like it doesn't matter what we vote palpatine's gonna pop up and say oh say never yes mind. or no we're doing this he'll have the uh, speech to end all speeches that everybody and goes yeah right now you, you actually see bail is is trying to make it work choochie's trying to make it work they yeah within the, the framework is the grand visit uh, uh you know uh Massimita. Massimita says yeah um the emperor is you know he's he willing to let the past. Well, he's willing to let the Senate decide what's good for the galaxy. Yep. But there's still the illusion, yep. and I think that the illusion will crumble, steadily crumble. Yeah. Until eventually the, when they just because yeah. they're not they're not I mean, you can only pay out so much hush oh, money. And uh, you know, they're not all, you know, puppets per se. Yeah, but there is a good chunk of them in yeah. there out for yeah, themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Grogu, of course. Sir. Everybody. Of course sir. Your cat's name is Grogu. Yes, sir. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> well, any more you want to close on before we uh, get going? That's all I got. Wow. Oh, I got that one more thing. Of... We can go on. Okay. All right. I got yeah. one more thing. Uh, we talked about this earlier this afternoon. Um, oh, that's right. I, I brought up, uh, did everybody see the uh, Empire Magazine covers? Oh, yeah. So I, I forgot that I had actually taken a look. The subscriber only exclusive cover gave us uh seeing as we're coming up on the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and the clones are so closely tied to Mandalorians. There was a uh, subscriber only cover that gave us a, a hollow image of a bunch of covers. And, and I had taken some time to identify the ones that I, that I was fairly certain of. And I thought, Oh, let's just put that up there and have a look at it. So if you haven't seen it, here it comes. There Man. we go. So I'm pretty sure that, uh, I mean, the armor is, is fairly obvious, yeah. uh, Paz Vizsla as well, but we've got Din Djarin in the middle, Bo-Katan on the right, Koska Reeves below that and Axe Wolves. And at the bottom right, uh, with his dent intact, that's gotta be Boba Fett. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no other, uh, death watch troopers or man. It's hard to identify. I mean, is there isn't there i don't know what um i kind of wonder there's there's one with the little the little i don't know flutes on the side like i know that's not the night owl symbol but i mean Mm. i feel like we've seen those little flares on mandalorian helmets before and i i just can't would one of these be uh sabine wrens so i kind of wondered if sabine is in there somewhere but i mean the closest thing to sabine's helmet would be bows with all of the ornate design work on it none of those they just look too plain it's hard to say she's not wearing a helmet um in the last time we see her at the in the sort of the epilogue that's right yeah uh and it's i mean it's possible that she's 
her hair is a single color. Her armor is painted differently. It's a single yeah. color. Yeah. So possibly she's, you know, streamlined it or perfected her art, if you will. Maybe. But Maybe. Both Doug and I looked at it and went, mm, that's very close. That's yeah. very, it's that, it's that style of helmet. It is. Anyway, if you will. All of the lady helmets have that, you know, the really uh, narrow eye slit. I mean, yeah. they all have a narrow eye slit, but the angled eyes and more so. Yeah, it's a more slight uh, uh, take on the Mandalorian helmet. Man, I'd, I'd be really interested to see if the fallout of this uh, upcoming clone revolt does result in you know uh the clones well we'll just go to mandalore <laughs> maybe Do you know what i mean we'll just we'll just all take up residence in mandalore where we can just like live our lives certainly could or, be the reason they raz the place. yeah 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 exactly night of a thousand tears yeah 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 i mean with very few exceptions we don't see clones after uh um after uh, a new hope uh, uh, new hope forward we don't see yeah. them uh, Eric. Eric's got a cool comment here. <laughs> he says, Clone DeLoreans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, again, we've said it before. What is a Mandalorian? Is it uh, is yeah. it a creed? Is it a birthright? What is it? Could be. A, and many, that begs the question, what is a clone of a Mandalorian still a Mandalorian? Yeah, really. But certainly Din Djarin recognized the, the, the rights uh, to Django's armor when Boba's like, it's my father's armor. Now it's mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's you know, I re I recently rewatched that and I was doing, I, I, I went down my own little rabbit hole and I, I was, as we often do. Yeah. I was sort of looking at the legends versions of Django where he was the Mandalore briefly. And there's, yeah, there's no dark saber in, in Mandalore in legends lore kind of thing. It's, um, and, and, being you know even the canon entry says he was born on concord dawn which uh that's right yeah makes him mandalorian by birth hmm. even though he was a foundling and taken yeah. into the, the fighting clans um and we do see in the clone wars like not everybody on mandalore wears armor <laughs> no you know like it's almost it, whether it's the elite or whether it's the military cast or the 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 paramilitary cast What's that, Dougie? Doug's got a comment there. Hang on a second here. I'll get to it. I'm just... Oh, that's... <laughs> Doug says, are the clones young enough to be foundling? So they're uh, like th they're like three to five years old, technically. So s some of them could be. I mean, we saw like at the uh, outset of the Clone War, we, we saw uh, uh, clone kids going through their education programs. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not him impossible it's not impossible but their half-life would suggest it wouldn't be a very no know, that is true like uh maybe yeah that's a it's a neat it's a neat thought it is a neat thought i i, I never really thought about that all right um i think this is a good place to kind of uh hold up for now don't you i think so yeah, all right well, we've got a lot of speculation as to what's coming next but no real indication as to what's the next landing. Yeah, exactly. But we only have a few days to wait That's and right. uh, we'll be back Hopefully again. We episode, get a mid season trailer uh, episode. Yeah. A mid season trailer would be cool. Um, 
possibly even one uh, today, maybe, given the events of what's happening in pro football today. Mm -hmm. uh, but next week, it's The Crossing. It's uh, episode nine of uh, season two of The Bad Batch. And of course, we'll be back the following Sunday to uh, cover it all with uh, all of the plot points, the Easter eggs, and the greater Star Wars lore connections, as only we do here on Fandom Power. You know what we haven't uh, been doing this season? What have we not been doing? Same batch time. <laughs> Same batch channel. <laughs> Funny how that stuff falls by the wayside. Um, guys, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, smash the uh, the like, uh, leave a comment, hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. We'd love for you to come and join us over there um, as we are trying to uh, check out our Public. We are join really our trying. Patreon. <laughs> yes. Really trying to build up the YouTube channel right now. Uh, ideally, we'd like to uh, do most of our streaming over there. Um, and in fact, going forward, we may start redirecting uh, our social media links so that it is uh, a YouTube. I'm not saying this is going to be a YouTube uh, only thing, certainly not right now. We're too small to, to do that. However, ideally, we'd love for you to come on over there. If you're not busy on Wednesday night, we are going to run another episode of Random Fandom. Yep. Um, this week, we get a special guest coming in from uh, another YouTube channel. We got uh, Adam coming over from the Go Figure uh, YouTube channel. Now, the studio for that's already created, so there's uh, links to that in our social media as well as here on the YouTube channel. You can check that out, uh, including the links to uh, Adam's Go Figure channel. Uh, guys, we also just integrated with uh, WhatsApp. So going forward, Random Fandom is a call-in show. We want to hear from you. You can uh, call us from anywhere in the world you can use the uh, embedded whatsapp button both on our uh, facebook page as well as in the banner on our youtube channel at least on desktop i don't know if that displays on mobile uh, i believe it does but it's there it's there for you guys and no i'm not going to give up my awesome. number you'll have to call in before you can see it but yeah it's going to be a call-in show so uh, really looking forward to hearing you guys random fandom it's the place where we're going to talk about other entertainment news that mm -hmm. caught our attention throughout the week uh, there will there be, might be some Star there, Wars. there might be some Star Wars news in there somewhere, somewhere, but uh, music, uh, movies, music, toys, TV, video games, celebrities, Guaranteed to go um, off the rails. <laughs> if there is a, if there's something that caught your attention over the course of the last uh, week or so, call us up and talk nerdy to us. Yeah. Uh, hit us up in the comments as always. And uh, we can't wait to join you guys on the next one. So um, yeah, I think until uh, Wednesday night for fandom power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And I'm Hank. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.